Hello, everybody. I'm Ivis Galarsep. It's been a few days. It's been a tough few days here in Qatar. Apologies for not having an episode up for a few days, but as you might have heard and as you might, as you might know by now, we had some tragedy in the American soccer world. Grant Wall, legendary writer, the best in the game, passed away here in Qatar, covering the World Cup, doing what he loved to do. And it's, uh, you know, heartbreaking doesn't begin to describe it. And, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been great to see the, the outpouring of love and appreciation for, for everything he did for the game. And so many people have provided much better memorials and testimonials and kind words that, you know, I'll be honest, I, I almost felt, I almost felt like, I, you know, what, what, what could I say, right? But I had to talk about it. I have to talk about him. And uh, it's been a crazy few days for, you know, everybody, everybody who knew him. Who respected and appreciated him Obviously for his family His wife Condolences to them And uh, you know for, for everyone in our world In terms of American soccer journalists I mean especially those who were there that night I definitely I definitely will not get into details On what happened that night But it, it was It was It was a lot And um, I mean what, You know first thing I want to say is that this experience and in, in, in Grant Wall passing away is, is, I'm sure, made a lot of people think about how they appreciate so many things, how they appreciate life, how they appreciate the special people in their life, the people they appreciate. And you definitely, you definitely want to, you know, if there's if there's people you love, tell them. If there's people you respect, tell them. If there's people you have a problem with. But that you care about and otherwise like, tell them. Because you never know. You can't just take it for granted. You just can't assume you'll always be able to. That's been a, that's been one of the tough parts, right? So I knew Grand Wall for 25 years, I want to say. More than two decades we've been on the beat together. Going back to late 90s into the 2000s. Back in a time when there weren't many people who wrote about soccer for a living. There weren't many, there weren't many back in the day, back then. And he just, he just set a standard with his work, with his intelligence, with his, his, his desire for the game, his love for the game. And, and the, the most impressive thing now is just hearing how much he was willing to help anybody and everybody. And I'll be honest, I, I you know I don't have those kind of stories with Grant just because, you know, I'm a, I've never been one to to hit people up or ask for help. It's a bit of a character flaw of mine. I can't. I don't. You know, I just do my thing. I do my thing. But Grant did a lot for me in the sense that he 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 set the bar. You know, he set the bar on what could be done in our field in terms of reporting his reporting his writing. His work rate, and yes, how much he helped so many people. That that to me is 
you know, I like to think I've helped people. But man, he, he, he the impact he's had, it's I mean, it's been unbelievable to see and to hear. But it's it's not really surprising. It's not. And one of the toughest things is is realizing now that you you know, you take it you took it I took it for granted. I I he did it at such a high level that you just you just start just kinda you you you, you don't even appreciate it, you know? I never took the time to say, Hey Grant. You are you're the man, because we don't. We're competing, you know. We're 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 both we're, we're in the game, you know. We're in the game. And to be clear, it was like in my entire career that it's never been. Oh, I want to compete, or I want to beat this guy, that guy. I want to be better than this guy, that guy. No, for me, and I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, it's just always been about you know what I want to do as well as I can do. I want to do my job as well as I can do, and if people like the work if people respect the work if people appreciate the work then then i'm happy i don't have to be the best i just want to be as good as i can be and grant was he was he was the best and he 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 did it like he he was the best he could be that's that's the tough part right it's not being able to have that chance to tell him that man it's definitely me there's been a lot of 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 having those conversations with people I, you, you know I care about in the business in life letting them know cuz there's there's a group of us here now still in Qatar working and trying to get through this and it's it's also the the, the just the shock of of just you know I mean he, he was doing what he loves and and he was doing what we all do in terms of this job and this career so that's just, it's just such a sobering thing to, to, to see it, to, 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 and, and also the thought of like, why, why him and not me, you know, I'll be the first to say like the way I lived my life, the way the you know, I was not a healthy person not too long ago. I feel, I mean, I'm healthier now. I'm not, not as healthy as I, I'd like to be, but you go back about 45, four or five years and, and I'm like, how am I alive? I used to push myself. Not live, not be healthy, not live the healthy life. I was 400 pounds, working crazy hours, not sleeping. And I count my blessings now, you know, because I'm like, how am I here? But I, you know what? I thank God for that. And I appreciate that. And I, and, and, and I've already had my experiences that, you know, I, I had, I had the bout with COVID. Uh, it's going, it's almost two years ago now. The serious where I was in the hospital for a week and it was a it was a very, very, very scary and eye opening experience. And even from that I it made me appreciate things in a whole different way. And now with this and now with Grant passing away, it's just like, man, appreciate what we have, you know? And and, and I'm I i will not dwell on it much more, but I I just wanna say he, he was he was special and I hate that I didn't get to tell him that. I think I feel like it <laughs> I think I just assumed the day would come. We'd be retired on a beach somewhere and be like, Hey man, remember those 30 years we put in those 40 years we put in and we, we, we did it, man. We did the thing. We did that. We help, we help grow the game. We help try to inform and educate, elevate the sport. He did those things at the highest level in our, in my business, in my field. And for that, I, I I'll always be grateful because he 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 made you want to be better. He made me want to be better. 
because you it showed you what you could aspire to be. He showed you that. He showed me that in my field. And that's the thing, you know, it's like when someone's that good and someone's at that level, it's easy to it's easy to almost kind of be blind, become blind to it. And focus on trivial things to focus on maybe the things you don't like that they do. And Graham wasn't perfect, but man, he was he was he was special. He was special. And we had we had a good relationship. You know, that's the thing that I got to say that I have to say is that I never once got a single ounce of negative energy from Grant. He was always he, he was always great. He was always he always had good energy. You can't say that about all people. And he was also someone who was willing to listen to some criticism. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say over the 25 years, 20 plus years we worked in the field together. There were probably a couple of times, I want to say two or three times, something around that, where, you know what, maybe he did something that just, it just wasn't great. Or just, I, I had an issue with, or I thought wasn't, wasn't the right thing. And I let him know. I'm not one to shy away from that. I'm not one. Uh, anyone who knows me knows that. You know what? If I have an issue, I'm going to let you know. Face to face. Or, pers- you know, one on one. I'm not going on social media. I'm not going to tweet at you. I'm not going to subtweet. I'm not going to, you know, none of that. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to call you. I'm going to see you. I'm like, hey, man, this wasn't, you know what? This wasn't great. And each time, he appreciated it. He didn't have to agree. But he appreciated it. He respected it. He respected that professional respect that we had and that he had and that I had for him. Because I did. And I got to be honest, I just wish I had told him and let him know how much I respected him. That's the part. That's why from now on, I'm letting all my guys in this field know. Because it is a fraternity. It is a fraternity because we, we've we all put our decades in, not just years, decades, decades of covering the game, traveling the world, putting in the, the crazy hours, not counting hours. And that's the thing with Grant, you know, to the last day, he did what he loved to do and he did it. He pushed himself. And it's just, I don't even know what to say, to be honest. This is... Just if I ramble, I apologize. This is a bit of a therapy session because, you know, the day after the day after he passed, I wanted to tweet. And every time I tried to tweet, I'd start to cry. And it was like, man, I spent the whole day trying to tweet. Finally went to a game and, and that helped tweeting at the game that helped talking to colleagues, family, friends. It's helped, but it's not been easy. And I even feel bad talking about how tough it is when it's like, you know, poor me, right? Poor us. You know, Grant, Grant's passed away. He's not here. And we're talking about us. I know. It's just, I don't know. But like I said, this is therapy. So to all of those who loved him and respected him and gained so much from his his hard work, his his vision, his kindness, my condolences to all of you. And one thing I will say is in, in through all this and after all this, it's, it's made, it made me, it has made me want to be better. And I am committed to trying to be better, to try to help more people, 
to be more open-minded, to be more open with people, to, to, to let people know how I feel about them. Cause it's just, you know what? Time flies, time flies. And you just take things for granted. You just, just, you always assume you can do it later. You can, you'll call them next week. You'll call them next month. You'll see them eventually. But no, you never know. So you got to take advantage of it. Take take advantage of the chances you have to let people know how you care, how you feel about them, that you care about them, that you appreciate them, that you're there for them. Do that, people, because this needs to, if through all this, hopefully this, this, as tragic as this is, Grant's passing, it's, it's, what we've learned and what we've heard about how, how amazingly kind he was should make us all want to be better. And it's definitely made me want to be better as he always has made me want to be better. It's a tough one, folks. It's a tough one, but there is soccer to talk about. And it seems trivial to talk about soccer right now, but the world cup's going on. And, you know, I'd like to think Grant is watching. Grant is here. He's he's taking it in, and we won't get to read his words, but he he, he continues to make that impact. It's definitely motivating me to keep going with this. And there is plenty to get into, and of course we start we have a soap opera to get into. Which you know what? As far as distractions go, a soap opera is pretty good, and we have a full blown soap opera in American soccer with Gio Reyna and Greg Berhalter, and. You know, we thought it would it, it would end at the World Cup. We thought it would end in Qatar. We thought it would end on the night the U.S. lost to the Netherlands. But no, it's actually it's a, it's there. It's out in full, full it's out in full view now, fully public. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, chances are you know what's going on. But just to catch you up, in case you haven't, or you've been under a rock, or you've been avoiding news in, on the American soccer front, but Greg Berhalter spoke just, I want to say, three days after the U.S. were eliminated. He spoke at a conference that was supposed to be an off-the-record private conversation that he had at a leadership summit. And in this leadership summit, he revealed that there was a player on the U.S. team during the World Cup that was almost sent home, that was not behaving properly or not training hard and not giving the full effort, basically because they they were made aware that you know they weren't going to have the role they thought they, that they would want to have. And so they, you know, didn't give their all and the team responded. They, the player was nearly sent home. And it turns out that player was Gio Reyna. The reporting came out shortly after the athletic ESPN. It wasn't hard to tell who it was, but the confirmations eventually came out. And uh, Berhalter, after after the fact, pretty much, or I don't know, it was Berhalter, but it, it came out after the fact that this was never supposed to be made public. This, this conference, this speech, someone accidentally put it online and of course you know people were going to find it and here we are cats out of the bag dirty laundry open for all messy messy and not Lionel Messi situation for the US the US men's national team and Gio Reyna responded well initially Reyna's agent uh, responded with a non-response basically complaining about why this got out and why this is you know they're not going to make a statement 
But they they figured out pretty quickly that they needed to make a statement. So a statement was released on Gio Reyna's social media account on Instagram. And I won't read it here. I thought about reading it here. But you, you can go find it. Carefully crafted. And uh, it's funny because at the time when the Reyna, when the Berhalter comments first came out, I re- actually wrote a piece for SBI saying that both sides need to, you know what, Berhalter and Reyna, now that this is out, Berhalter and Reyna need to come out and address this publicly. They need to speak on this. They owe it to the U.S. national team fans to speak on it and lay everything out. Berhalter needs to lay his part out. Reyna needs to explain himself because the American soccer fans deserve that especially after the way the World Cup went and what, what this whole thing became. Because American U.S. national team fans were up in arms over Reyna not playing more. It became one of the main storylines in this whole World Cup run. Well, Reyna put a statement out. He didn't, he didn't speak. It wasn't him, you know, you know, speaking to media. It wasn't him putting out a video. It was a carefully crafted, written statement released on Instagram. And I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, for, I know for a fact that he didn't write it, but you, when it comes to those kind of things, you kind of can tell when something's pretty overly packaged, pretty cr- carefully crafted. And that's what it felt like conveniently crafted on his part. And he basically laid it out that, Oh, uh, you know what? Basically, yes, it was him. Berhalter told him he would have a, 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 a minor role significantly reduced role at the World Cup. And Reyna responded negatively. It affected his his demeanor. He didn't train hard. And the team, you know, took issue with this. The coaches were ready to vote him out. They, they took a vote between the coaches and the staff, not the team, the coaches and the staff, on whether or not to send him home. And they thought about sending him home. There were some erroneous reports claiming that players voted on him and that that's been disputed. That's been debunked. Point is, Reyna... Did not behave well, but in his statement, it was chalked up to emotion. He's an emotional player, emotion, you know, and he apologized to the team and all was seemingly forgiven. But obviously this came out, it got out and Greg Berhalter has to own that. Greg Berhalter takes the blame. He should take the blame. And it's a it's it's a messy situation and it's it's an unfortunate one. And I know some people it, the, one thing I would say is like I thought initially I was like, "You know what? This was going to eventually get out." And maybe it does get out eventually. Anyway, even if Berhalter doesn't lay it out completely in a conference tr- that ends up being f- completely tr- uh, you know, a full transcript comes out and we get all the me- all the details, but this probably gets out eventually. Doesn't mean Berhalter's any less to blame because he, he, you know what? It was it was dumb. No other way to say it. It was dumb. I don't care that you thought it was a it was a private event. That's your that's your in. It's a thing to keep be kept in house. Berhalter made a mistake, a big mistake. Because you don't, you know, that's the kind of thing you, 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 you don't, you tell one or two people, you don't tell a room full of people and just act surprised that it gets out. But as you might imagine, the reactions already are clearly in favor of Reyna and clearly putting the blame on Berhalter. Now, here's the thing, right? You can put blame on Berhalter 
for this coming out. But no, I'm sorry, you are not this. You don't put the blame on Berhalter for it happening. And I know some people look at it and say, well, it's his fault that Reina reacted negatively because it's his fault that he decided Reina would have a reduced role. And I got to tell you, that's some gymnastics right there to excuse unacceptable behavior. And I do not want to hear about, oh, he's young, he's emotional, like it's understandable. Listen, you're on a World Cup team. You're a professional. I don't, he's not 10. He's not 12. He's 20. He's been a pro for three years. He behaved unacceptably. And Berhalter and his staff would have been in a right in their right to send them home. But they didn't. And then you get, you know, and in Reina's statement, he's like, oh, you know, he put it behind him. He put it behind him. That's what he says. He says he put it behind him. Now, let me ask anyone listening to this. If they saw the celebrations after Iran, after the win against Iran. The scenes in the hotel, the U.S. National Team Hotel. And you tell me, if you saw Giorina in that footage, did he look like someone who put it behind him? His, the, the, his unhappiness with his role. He pouted his way through the World Cup. And yes, I get it. You're going to be unhappy with, with your role, but at a certain point, you have to suck it up. You have to be a team player. And, and you have to... F- you know what? You have to show that you deserve a bigger role. So he just didn't handle it well. And it's just amazing and not surprising, but it is amazing how people are just ready to ignore this. And I'm not surprised at all. Cause look, when, it, when you're talking about a, f- a player versus a coach situation, players going to win 99 times out of a hundred in the eyes of fans. Fans are just going to side with players almost every time. Unless it's just some blatant stuff that a player does where clearly they had to be benched or they had to be, they had to be, uh, you know, penalized or they had to be ostracized or what have you. It's very, very hard for a coach to win in the, in the court of public opinion against the player. And I'm not here to say it's one side's fault. I'm not here to say it's Berhalter's fault. I'm not here to say it's Reina's fault. I'm here to say, try to be objective in how you look at this and understand that both sides have blame to carry in this. And letting Reina get away scot-free as if he did nothing wrong is, is such, does such a disservice to the program. And it does a disservice to Reina because he needs to understand he had a role to play in this, a major role to play in this with his behavior. And you can you can disagree with with what Berhalter decided. You could disagree with him choosing us a, a, a not major role for Reina. And and the, here's another thing. In Reina's statement, all he put out is that he was that that Berhalter told him he'd have a reduced role. That that's a convenient way to say you know what he told he was told he's not starting. And when it came down came down to it. Berhalter did not plan on using Reina or Weya as a striker. He had his strikers. Reina had to compete with Tim Weya, Christian Pulisic in the wing area. 
and then Eunice Musa, Weston McKinney, and Brendan Aronson in the midfield area. And when it came down to it, Berhalter made the decision that what he, from what he wanted and what he needed from the roles in those positions, he chose those players. And as talented as Reina is, and I'll be the first to say, coming into this World Cup, I thought Reina would have a major role to play. I didn't think he'd necessarily start. I didn't project him to start the opening match. But for him to react this way about not starting is just, on one hand, I understand how he could have an emotional reaction. On one hand, I can understand how he could have an emotional reaction considering what he's been through in terms of his injuries, in terms of everything he had to go through to get back after a full year lost to injury, the emotions around that. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying I can't understand how the disappointment could overwhelm him. I'm not saying that at all. I can understand it, but understanding it and excusing it, not the same thing. Writing it off and saying, oh, well, you know, he's a kid. And one thing I'd say is if you believe that he's, oh, it's just him being a kid and you should write it off and excuse it, then okay, he's a kid. But then you actually read the statement that he put on Instagram and think he wrote that statement. So he's so he's enough of a kid that you excuse his, his you know, immature behavior as a player. But you think he's mature enough to issue this carefully, carefully overproduced statement that was very clinical in its attempts to throw darts at Berhalter and to put the blame on Berhalter. And look, Berhalter deserves some of the things that were put in there because you know what? He exacerbated a bad situation or he ripped the scab off of a of a of a scar that could have just healed. We, it could have just stayed under the rug. It could have just stayed a thing that, you know what, maybe never gets addressed at least anytime soon. But for him to three days later in a room full of strangers decide, you know what, I'm going to vent or I'm going to give this example that happens to lay out some serious dirty laundry, some serious in-house Secret, secret, uh, uh, something that just didn't need to come out. So Berhalter gets blame absolutely for ripping the scab off by being that careless. Yes, absolutely. But people who want to be so quick to just absolve, excuse, and and act uh, act as if Raina did nothing in this. You're just not being reasonable. I'm sorry, folks. You're not. Because they both carry blame. And Giorena is not 10 years old. He's not 12 years old. And you know what? The, and, the, and the worst part about this whole thing is the relationship that the Reina family and the Berhalter family have and have had. Chloe Reina, Greg Berhalter, lifelong friends, high school teammates, you know, in each other's weddings. they have been through everything together. National team teammates. What have you? They've been through it. They're 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 tight. They few people know them like they know each other. And their kids were also close. Are were who knows now? Giorena on record as having called Sebastian Berhalter, Greg Berhalter's son, his best friend. Maybe not any time recently he said that, but I re, I absolutely remember him saying that. So they so they're close. Family's super tight. Now you have this mess. This is this is this is just bad. You know. But all I'm here to say is, look, 
they're both they both have blame in this. And now where do where do we go from here? Is the big, that's the big question, right? Where do we go from here? Can Berhalter still be the coach of this team? Can this be repaired? Does U.S. Soccer decide? You know what? Greg Berhalter can't be the coach anymore. He violated the trust of the program. As much as you can want to, as much as he want to, he would want to say, "Oh, this was never supposed to be made public. This was supposed to be a private conversation in this conference." Sorry, guy, cat's out of the bag. So, U.S. Soccer has a decision to make now, and it isn't a case of them choosing Giorina or over Greg Berhalter. It's do you does the program do the players trust Berhalter now after him being so messy with this and 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 doing and putting this out there indirectly because it's not just about Jerry it's about a young team and look Berhalter obviously has his supporters in the program he has his, there are players who support him and no it's not just the MLS players as the conspiracy theorists and as the most staunch Berhalter haters will say there are European based players who respect and like him and want him to still be the coach Eunice Musa Anthony Robinson there's there's several who've already gone on record in saying that they they respect the work appreciate the work give him a lot of credit and would like to see him continue Tim Ream, but this is this is a this is a mess. This is a mess, and I gotta say, like I, I already wasn't sure if Berhalter would still would still want the job, but now if you're U.S. Soccer, you have to consider: is do you can you bring him back? And I don't know if you can. I really don't. So we'll see how this plays out. It's not going to be an easy, it's not going to be easy to clean this up, but I'll stand by what I wrote a few days ago. Well, one day ago, Berhalter and Reina need to talk about this. Not hot, not, not put a statement out, not put an Instagram post out. They need to talk about it. And I'm sure they don't want to. I'm sure they probably won't, but they need to do it. They need to look in the camera. They need to look at an audience and answer questions and be forthright and honest and open about this whole thing. No more carefully crafted statements. No more accidental leaking of, of statements. They need to talk about it because if they don't, we're just going to continue to have this soap opera of, of he said, he said, she said, and they, oh, this, they shouldn't have did this. They shouldn't have did that. Or, you know, it's just, it's such, it's a joke. It's it's embarrassing, really. They need to talk. Ideally, they they talk together. Ideally, you get them in a conference together. They both talk. They they both talk. If not together, at least publicly, each of them. They ain't got. They don't have to talk to me. They don't have to talk to. But they need to talk. Not put, you know, manicured statements out. So we'll see how this happens. We'll see what happens. And it's such a mess because Giorina is a special, special player. And yes, he's young. You can make a mistake. But to pretend he has no blame in this or very little blame in this or you just. I mean, look, I'm a dad, right? You have two boys, two teenagers. And I've learned through the years that if you 
Make enough excuses for your children's behavior without accountability. The behavior will not change. And if and not everybody has bought into the to the Gio Reyna that did nothing wrong narrative. There's definitely the segment of, of the fan base that 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 has their opinions that he's a brat. He's entitled. He's, he could become a, he's a prima donna. That stuff's happening. That stuff's out there, too. And that's another reason for him to talk and not just put out a statement. Because they're both, they've both done damage to their reputations in this. And that's why they need to talk. And then hopefully, with a, once they both had the chance to address this properly, we can all move on from this. So um, we'll see what happens. We'll see if they do that. I'm not holding my breath on that, but I think that's what would really help put things in the right perspective, help everybody understand what really is going on. And so we can stop having just people try read the try to read the tea leaves and 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 just just make their grand assumptions and and people just sticking with what they hope is the case or what they want to be the case because look, when it comes down to it, a lot of people don't like Berhalter as a coach, they don't want him to be the coach. And this is the perfect ammunition, the perfect fodder to say, get him out, which is fine. You could want him out. But but wanting him out and then absolving uh, Reyna and, and acting like he did nothing or acting like his behavior was acceptable or in any way. That doesn't do the program any favors either. And I can promise you that there are players in this program and no, not just the MLS players. I can promise you there are players in this program that have looked at and are looking at Giorena's behavior and his response and how he's handling this and are not happy with it. So if we want this to not become a whole thing in the program, it's, it needs to be addressed publicly. It needs to be discussed, broken down. We need to hear Berhalter, and we need to hear Reina. We'll see if that happens. Honestly, not holding my breath on that one. Now to some soccer, some non-soap opera related soccer. We have the World Cup semifinals, and if you're listening to this right now, it could be before. Hopefully it's before the Croatia-Argentina semifinal. Can't wait for that one. Um, Luka Modric and Lionel Messi, center stage, Lionel Messi, the you know the team of destiny and the, the Argentina feels like a team of destiny. I got to be honest. Although Croatians will argue they're the team of destiny, it's going to be a great one. Looking forward to that. I'm heading there. It's uh it you know it's not going to be an easy one going back to Lucille Stadium, but uh, here here's hoping it's a great match. And obviously France Morocco is the other semifinal. Morocco talk about the Cinderella story, um, but they've been you know it hasn't been an accident. They've played great. They've played great. They deserve to be in the semis and. They're facing a very tough France team. That's going to be a good one. Uh, France, England, obviously, uh, excellent, excellent quarterfinal. And I guess it's been funny to hear hear how that England France quarterfinal has been has been explained by the English media. As you might imagine, England the better team. England played the better soccer. England deserved to win, and all that. Happened. You know, you know how it goes. And look, England played well. They could have won. They played well enough to win. That's what you say. The better team won thing. 
you know what? At the end of the day, the better the the team that makes play the plays because it's you know what to play over the course of a game to play well. That's all well and good, but to make the plays that win the game that ultimately matters more than anything. France made the plays to win the game. England didn't. I don't want to hear about the referees. I don't want to hear about calls that didn't get made. France made the plays to win the game. England did not. End of story. And it's interesting seeing the reactions because, you know, some English media want Gareth Southgate out. Personally, I think he's done a great job. But again, there's, an, there's such an entitlement with the England program and the English, and the English fan base, the English media. They just, they just feel. And that's not just, to be fair, it's not just England. Lot, so many countries that feel like they, they're, they're better than they are. They should be better than they are. So that's why coaches always end up falling on their swords. Even though it's it's not in some cases it's understandable, other cases in a lot of cases it's it's uh, reactionary and it's usually incorrect. But we'll see what happens with Southgate in England. But they are gone. England is England is coming home. Football is not coming home. The World Cup is not quote unquote coming home. France Morocco Thursday that's going to be a fun one. And France is the favorite. But how about Mbappe against Hakimi? PhD teammates, two of the best in the world, going at it. That's going to be a good. That's going to be a fun one. So, looking forward to that. I'll be at that one as well. But I'm heading to Croatia, Argentina, as we speak. Uh, I'll get this episode up. Uh, you know, it's just to say it's been a t- it's been tough. It's been tough. But this has been good. This has been good to just get get back on the horse and get back going. Doing writing again. Took a few days away from from writing from from everything really just had to do it because it's just it's just rough it's just been a rough rough couple of days but it's been good to be back and i want i i have to say thank you to everybody who reached out all, all you know all the friends all the readers listeners colleagues thank you all because it's it, it's been it's helped it's helped a lot and it's been needed much needed and uh we'll keep it going we'll 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 keep it going. We'll we'll close this out and and do it and and do my man Grant Wall some justice by by trying to cover this World Cup, finish covering this World Cup in the best way possible, and um, also covering American soccer in the best way possible. That's that's he he set the standard when he was here, and he that sand that standard's still here. That bar that he set is still here, and I thank him for that one hundred percent. But um, that's it for. This episode, I was going to get into the little Americans abroad. Daryl DK scoring a goal finally uh, after all the injury issues he's had. But uh, we'll get into that next episode. I promise I'll get it. I'll, I'll have another episode back. I'm going to aim for another episode tomorrow. There's plenty to talk about. I didn't get into this episode, but like I said, I just wanted to get this episode out. <clears throat> there, it, it's 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 been it's been good. It's been good. But I hope you enjoyed this and apologies if you didn't it's definitely not not uh, not the finest the finest episode ever it's been a tough one for sure but definitely thank you for listening and as always supporting supporting sbi supporting me supporting american soccer journalism i'm ivis kolarsep this is the sbi show